All right, we got the record going. I'm really excited about this interview with Matt Hand, world-class Highland Games athlete, coming back for round two. All right. Um, Matt, so for those of us, or for those people that didn't get a chance to watch the first video, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get going with uh, our interview today? So my name is Matt Hand. I am a 15-year Highland Games athlete, uh, SUNY Brockport alum. And I'm a professional in the Highland Games and going into my third year of being a pro. Well, third, fourth year. The my anniversary is coming up here in June. Yep. So, uh, being a pro athlete, I do, do a lot of clinics in the Highland Games. I, I basically, I dump all my non-insurance work time mm -hmm. into being a Highland Games pro. So, before we get started with, because uh, that, that just strikes me that, so, by day, you sell insurance. Yes. And by night, you are a world-class athlete. How I, I remember asking you last time, and I don't know if, if you remember the response, but I wonder if it's different now um, from last year. Yeah, it's been about a year. Yeah. How, how do you balance like selling, you know, doing the, the, the life thing, like, and the training, how you stay in world well, class? The nice thing, um, like, the part of the, you know, part of the appeal of this career mm -hmm. is um, I chose a career where I have a decent amount of control over my schedule. Right. Um, so that, you know, so that makes it easy. And honestly, the more I get into it, the better I'm at, I better I am at doing my job, sure. but also it makes my life easier to train. You know, I can leave at four o'clock if I want to, as long as I'm all caught up on what I need to get done. I can plan ahead. Um, I was able to get one competition in this year before, uh, before this nightmare struck us, sure. but, um, yeah, so that allowed, you know, and obviously the having the freedom of schedule as well as a job that, you know, that can have a nice paycheck is uh, allows me to still compete the way I want to, because you're not making a, you're not making a career off pro throwing. Right. Now, um, before we get into the, the, the Corona classic here of 2020, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of, maybe a couple of months ago, I put out on Instagram, if anybody had any questions about podcast stuff, and you mentioned dieting and like nutrition and things like that. And it's not something that I really have ever put a lot of thought to as far as like yeah. uh, meal prep and like nutritional guidelines for Highland Games athletes. So for, you know, those, you know, that want to get started or obviously like professional like yourself, what kind of like, you know, dietary, you know, considerations do you, you know, do you factor in when, you know, preparing for competitions? Yeah, I mostly I ate an entire bag of Reese's peanut butter eggs this weekend, so I'm real strong, <laughs> real strong on the diet. Um, Perfect. Yeah, no, we're mid season. Um, so I've uh, you know as I've gotten to be pro, you know, because for me being pro is like I'm I'm trying to slay dragons at this point. Like the guys I'm going against are either Olympic or sub Olympic level athletes, right? Um, and a little bit of punching outside my weight class, so I'm trying to do everything I can um to make up the ground and make sure i'm still competitive mm -hmm. uh so one of the things you know i've been taking you know i look at a lot of other sports okay what are these athletes doing what are these athletes doing and what could transfer over to us so i take a lot of my cues from strongman okay uh so i got into doing the vertical diet stan efforting's diet sure. uh, from out in sacramento mm -hmm. and uh, that is what got me to take notice was the arnold strongman classic last year right. still people there um and then that show um strongest man in history that the history channel put out yep. 
with Brian Shaw, Robert Overest, um, Nick, and um, Eddie Beast. Right. Those guys. Um, Nick Best. I couldn't come up with his last name. Wouldn't me. Uh, I wanted to say Nick Diamond, but that was the announcer from Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV. Right. That's years right. Ago. Um, kids that are watching Celebrity Deathmatch, yeah. look it up on the YouTube. Um, <laughs> I'm Nick Diamond. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> uh, but just kind of looking at that, and they took, you know, a lot, I've often thought diets are kind of fatty uh, with D's, not T's. Right. Um, and they don't necessarily have a direct correlation to something I wanted for, for what we wanted to do. Right. But then when I saw that Brian Shaw, Half Thor, Obra, they were all switched over to uh, the vertical diet. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what got me to take notice on it. Okay. And those, even like Shaw, at his advanced age, especially in that sport, was having one of the best years of his career based on a lot of it based on this diet. Right. Um, so you know, that's what got me to look into it, bought the book, uh, read it up on it, and it was nice because it has lots of manipulation in it Okay. for substitutes if there's food you don't like or isn't readily available, right. or also, and then amounts based on what you're trying to actually accomplish. Um, like, are you trying to get bigger? Are you trying to get leaner? Are you trying, you know, depending on what you're trying to do, um, you can mix, it's a lot of rice and clean protein which is essentially that's, you know, the bodybuilding diet, but some tweaks to it. Cause it's all about digestibility. Right. It was all, it was all things that made sense to me in the book. They had it backed up with scientific articles. Right. Like this is why we do this. Here's an article that references why we do it. Like it was one of the few diets I'd seen that actually wasn't voodoo is right. like, this is why we do this. Right. Um, now the one thing, and then once I got into it, then I discovered that like Stan, he get, he understands the digestibility part of it, but he can't cook shit right. so i uh took took my own uh twist on some things like right. from someone who's cooked for most of their life and been in restaurants okay like i have these ingredients how would i actually prepare this and like just something i'd want to eat every day versus like i watched a video on their monster mash if you uh take a look at that vertical monster mash stand efforting mm-hmm. they're making their rice they're making their uh their ground bison they put it all in a bowl and then they just dump the chicken stock on it and it looks like cereal because it's all floating in there. Right. Cold straight out of the bottle chicken. It's disgusting. Uh, so, so don't do that. No, no, no. But the, the, the chicken stock is, is good, but you gotta, I, I cook it into the rice when the rice is still cooking. Sure. Now you're still getting that collagen from the chicken stock that you require. Uh, so that's been the big thing for me. I by no means an expert on it, but I've just taken more of an interest of it. Um, and if I lapse off it for a few days, um, I don't feel like there's no like huge crash, like people that are doing keto. Right. Uh, now when I saw a bunch of my, you know, bunch of strong men, people that are getting ready to retire right. and when keto became real fabby, I was like, this is not going to last. Right. That, you, that no carb diet is going to kill these athletes. Right. And it did. Uh, so many of them were basically just using it to retire and they didn't understand or the other ones that were doing it didn't understand why they were doing it and they're like oh man I lost all this weight and then they had one beer on the weekend and then gained 11 pounds the next day once they got out of ketosis so it's just it's not a keto is not a sustainable diet it's for people who need to lose a lot of weight fast after that it is not a sustainable diet so when so when you're planning out your competition so you- you uh, you got one competition and you said earlier this Man. year, right? Planning out. Uh, how um 
like how far out do you think about like if it's a major competition or just like um you know I, i'm just going to kind of like have fun type of thing how much you know time or thought do you put into you know this is what i should do maybe three days out i have to travel across the country i have to travel to another um i don't know time zones like whatever um you know, how much thought do you put into that so as far as uh as far as that goes i try to because the this is the you know because I, I my lifting program is based very similar to what Ed Jaskolsi did at Brockport. He was my coach there. Yep. Um, it's just with some tweaks of over time, uh, essentially just as I learned like what works well for me, right. as well as certain movements that I need to hit that are different from track and field mm-hmm. uh, because the throwing is different. Um, as well as just, I mean, every year my warm up gets just a little bit longer because I have sure. to. Add new thing because I have a new injury of some kind. So it's like, all right, cool. That's part of my daily warm up now, I guess. So now it's a whole, you know, it's a whole like 20, 30 minute thing. Right. Um, but the programming is still, it's still, you know, a conjugate method. That's, right. that's where I kind of, that's where I feel my best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also if with conjugate, I feel like I can train for longer periods of time, sure. more, more weeks at a time. Right. Um, as long as I'm building in, uh, deload weeks. Right. So this today is actually my first day of a deload week. I just came off uh, a big three rep max week. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go into a deload week. Uh, this was scheduled for me, uh, but uh, now I got to. I have no competitions coming up now, so I, kind of my plans are out the window. But I usually try to look, you know, four to eight weeks out a lot of times okay. for lifting purposes. Right. So that I know I'm where I want to be strength wise, mm-hmm. so that I can take a deload week right before the competition. Right. That's usually my ideal. Sure. Um, and then the difference is like with with Highland Games, like I'll do five six competitions in a row. Right. You know what I mean? But like my season isn't only that five six window. Then I'll have two weeks off, and then we'll have two three more. And then September comes around, we have another five six in a row. Um, so our season goes as a pro really right. april to october so when you say like five or six in a row is that five or six weekends in a row yes yeah five or six yeah. weekends. so with so if you have a competition so they're usually like friday saturday saturday sunday type stuff uh, usually saturdays and you'll get a handful that are saturday, sundays sure. so then how do you like how do you decide to like plan out you know this meet we're just going for fun obviously maybe like world championships yeah we're gonna yeah that. but i mean like um, some of like the other ones where you're you know, because I know you're not like mindlessly just going out there and just throwing stones in the field, right? Right. Like, so there's, uh, there's there's some things that go into planning out with Highland Games uh, versus like if you were a powerlifter right. or a track and field athlete, because you know for the most part the conditions are always going to be the same. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the big. That's the nice thing about track. Now, obviously, track and field, you're like you'll know like oh, I really like going to because like the you know they acid etch the circle, so it's a little slow. Right. And I, you know, I bet that's better for me, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, you don't necessarily, you have to take the more mass stuff into consideration with the Highland Games. Right. Um, is their equipment really good? Mm-hmm. Um, is, are they doing, what events are they doing? Because we have nine events. We don't always compete in all, all nine events. Actually, as a pro, it's actually rare to compete in all nine events in one comp. Okay. Um, for what, I don't have a good reason why that is. It just is. Um so, you know, so you have to take those into effect. Um, but you also got, like, you know, let's say, you know, because our board, our, our national rankings board, for those who don't know, is 
on a cumulative score your best marks throughout the year okay. for those nine events. So let's say out of that five games, yeah. did really well, good, good in stones one week, and, and I did really good in weights one week, and then really good in heights another week, and hammers another. They're going to take my best marks from each of those, and that's going to be my cumulative score for the year. Oh, I didn't know that. So then you can, so you then you can decide. Okay, you know, this week I'm going to focus on the stones, Correct. weight, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you got to take that into consideration. You right. know, and if you, once you've been around, you have a good feel for who has good equipment. You still want to go in. You want to win the event. You right. want to compete. You want to win cash. You like all these different things. Um, you know, and there's certain events like weight over bar. That's going to be basically the same every time you go. Right. So you know, like you're and you're always going to do it. It's almost it's almost always an event. Um, but if you know, like, all right, I'm throwing a 19 pound open stone this week instead of a 16, like I'm still going to train stones that week, but it's not going to be my prime focus. Sure. I'm going to train weights that week. Cause that's where I can try to gain ground on the board to move my ranking up, to get into pro national championships. Right. So with, so we kind of alluded to it at the beginning. So this, uh, Corona stuff is sweeping, the world, right? Sweeping the world. The end of the world. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, like I, I just turned 38. I never thought I'd experience anything like this in my life. Yeah. Like who, who knew, right. That we're going to be quarantined in our house. Yeah. Um, so, so with that in mind, season's pretty, right. Like we were talking, the IOC said, you know, we're going to postpone the Olympics to 2021. Probably for the best. Um, right. That's kind of what we talked about beforehand. Right. Like right. I just, especially being where they are, like obviously Japan is a very different country than China. Right geographically they're right next to each other right um you're talking bringing everyone from all over the world athletes coaches fans um to this one spot and it's not going to do well for you know a fairly mature country right they are better off and like people like oh let's just push it back a month the nightmare and logistics to move that back a month only just hotel reservations alone it's not worth it give you know and you're going to get a substandard performance from your athletes as well because of their training is being mitigated right now i think if you want the best olympics you move it to 2021 now for for someone in your position right you megan world-class right highland games competitors how so knowing that the olympics are are postponed right for 2021 do you think you're going to have a season anymore or do you think it's pretty much it is like, a very big wait and see right now. Um, so as of right now, we've seen ga- games canceled as far as the beginning of June. Okay. As of right now. Sure. Uh, so there is one games in May that might stick around. That's okay. in Rochester. Yep. I haven't heard. Now that, that game is under a different set of circumstances than a lot of other games. Okay. It's held at a private home. Um, that guy who has a very large, like back 40 and he hosts this festival there on his private property. Okay. So different, little different conditions. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, um, so t- time will, st- as of right now, it's still on, but like, I don't necessarily feel great about it. Sure. Um, but, uh, like my, the competition that I run, uh, in Allegheny County in Cuba, New right. York, we've had to cancel that. Sure. Um, you know, because this is our major time for fundraising for the festival. It's a charity event. We don't right. we don't make our money on ticket sales. Right. Ticket sales help, but we do most of our stuff through sponsorships and donations because we run it as a charity event for local veterans. Right. Um, and it's just not. This is the time for us to be able to do it. We'll take 
huge loss if we still try to run it. Um, so we are the right now the talk is to postpone it, sure. but I think I think we might do a smaller version of the games and attached to another uh, cultural festival in the area um, instead of just redoing the full games this year. So what are you on the discussion now? Was we're in, you know I'm on the board for that one, so I'm kind of in the talks for that. So when is when would that one be, or when was it? That would have been the first weekend of June. So mine thus okay. far farthest one out that I've heard canceled. Sure. The, um, the Orange County Celtic Festival, which is one of the most popular, uh, that's Orange County, California. Right. They just canceled uh, Friday, and that was okay. Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Huge festival. I mean, right, you know, you're talking downtown LA, essentially. Right, yeah. Um, huge festival. Right. Um, that was, you know, that's that hurt, uh, you know, and they, cause they, they were taking a big stand this year. Uh, that 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 group of games because they're one of the first games to as an entire group introduce drug testing into the sport okay um they were taking that stand this year because it's always been a kind of a handshake deal right. that this is an untested sport and then you know some things got out of hand in the sport last year so there's a couple organizations like that one that are taking it upon themselves to at least do the wada version of testing sure some due diligence in the world but it's it's something gets get the main get the main things out of the sport um so if you think you know through june you're pretty much or up until june season's postponed yeah. you, you start over again with you know basic prep or are you kinda, so I mean, you right now be, i am big prs in the way yeah right? i am uh, i am training right now as if my games the second weekend of june is still a go okay um so, because I was preparing for a six games in a row stretch. Okay. Uh, so right now that is down to three games in a row. Right. With the cancellations we've had. Sure. Uh, and those two games as well have other issues because they're on the Canadian side of the border. Right. Which has also been closed down. So. So you're not going. Yeah. No. And again, we're talking June. So right. that's it. That's where my hope is on that right now. Yeah. And they're very traditional festivals, um, so we'll see. Right. You know, I think at a certain point, like hopefully, like you know, look, you know, obviously everybody's following the CDC right now and everything. Right. But the I think the general gist is it's gonna the the number of infections is gonna come to a head this week. It sounds like yeah. at least the highest numbers we've seen. Uh, they're saying like it's gonna be a very bad week. Right. Well, not more than like it's gonna be a bad week. It's just they're all gonna get tested this week right. and, and they're gonna come back positive. The statistics. Right. Um, so hopefully my, my hope is by April 15th, uh, we'll start seeing a slow, my guess is a slow, like allowance of businesses to start opening back up. Right. Uh, my guess is schools are done for the year. I feel so bad for the NCAA athletes. Yeah. My heart yeah. breaks for them. I know I was just going to mention that. So Fisher here in Rochester was going to yep. host D3 outdoor nationals. It's oh, like, is that where D three Outdoor Nationals is going? D three Outdoor Nationals. Oh man, I was pumped. I was going to go too. I was like, this is great. It's in my, it's right in our backyard. And for all the, I mean, I don't know if you if you talked to any of the athletes or coaches that were at D three Nationals, they were told the night before they yep. were there. They, they were, were there. Award ceremony. Yep. To be told that that you know that's it. I mean, you mentioned yeah. Ed earlier, number one ranked shot putter going yep. in. And it's like you know, you, that's just it. Like Ed, 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 right. that's the. Uh, the first, I believe that would have been Ed's first male national champion. champion. Right. right. Um, and he, cause I don't, th I think he would, I, he was on a hot streak and I think he's been real tough to beat. Right. Uh, Tony there. Yep. He's mm -hmm. very good. And honestly, like 
he's a very good shot putter, and he's still missing something. Like, he doesn't get all, all of the shot put. Right. When you watch him throw, he, he kind of fireballs it a little bit. But he gets but, such a crazy rap. Right. I mean, throwing some high 17. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, whatever. There's no like, shame in that for, by well, any means. Like well, he broke his uh, – I what, no, was the guy who had the student – was that your teammate? Yeah, well, I no, I wish, right? So uh, Danny Mosledenik uh, set that uh, 17 – like seventeen twenty something in nineteen eighty three. So before Okay, I, I, I thought I looking. thought it was I thought it was more your era, so I probably no, I you farther than you needed to be. <laughs> no, no, no. So uh so he broke a thirty uh thirty seven year old shot put record. Yeah. Uh, I think that was one of I think I think it might have been the oldest record that the Suniac had. I know the I think it would have had to been. Yeah, I think so. The high jump one I think is more mid eighties. Uh Kim Orf, another guy from Fredonia went like seven. Yeah. Like seven four, which is I think it's tied for the D three record. So yeah, yeah, some freaky stuff. It, it's there. interesting, you know. I just I feel so bad for those like especially like seniors right. that are, like obviously you'll have a few seniors that we're gonna take an extra year anyway, so right. they'll be compete again. But my guess is the majority of them won't. Right. Um. You know they're not gonna take an extra year just to especially you know division one's one thing if it's in the bills they'll right. stick around. Right. But division division two division three. Right. NAIA athletes, like their, you know, their their careers are over, and they didn't get to have that. They didn't get to see what they could do at the end of their career. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine, a former athlete that I coach. He's at Texas. Um, gosh, which one? One of the D two schools in Texas, and uh, so they have um, three three seniors that they anticipated were were not coming back. Half scholarship athletes each, and they're not sure if they're gonna come back. So they have to think about, you know, what are they gonna do as far as like the scholarship allocation. Right. Um, but as a D3 athlete, like myself, like I probably, I mean, I, I went to Fredonia for grad school. So I, I think I probably would have been okay. Like, okay. I just don't compete. Right. Before, student teach, come back and take a, a lighter class. Yeah. Do it again. But for those who are you know, going to school for journalism or I don't right. know, school teachers, if you're not going to grad school right away, I, I mean, a $40,000 investment to, to go yeah, to, to, track to have one weeks. more year track. Right. Yeah. Right. And, it's been, and the outdoor season. So you still, you're going to sit around from today all the way again. It's for another calendar year. Right. And if you're not training or anything, it's almost like why, you know, why put yourself yeah. through all of that? I am, I am very interested to see because there will be, there will be athletes that come out of nowhere right. next year yeah. because with the, with the strength coaches that are like, all right, like they're almost excited they're not competing for one year right you know like all right we're just in prep mode for the next 12 months right you know there'll be some coaches that take advantage of this and i'm very curious to see you know what snc coaches are able to get out of some of these kids because like cool we're not breaking you down for a year by constantly you know especially like jumpers Mm -hmm. jumpers like those those people that abuse their ankles and knees on the concrete if they can, you know, you know, if they have a year of not doing it and just training and building up, we might see some really big throws and jumps next year. Right. Across all of all the divisions too. And, and especially yeah. with, the, with the Olympics being um, postponed. I, I mean, I haven't heard anything. You probably don't need an Olympic trials anymore. Maybe you save the athletes. Yeah. Know, I don't know. Or well, you, yeah. And obviously I think you don't, uh, I think you cancel the Olympic trials for every country as well. You know what I mean? Like I think. Right. Have- there's, right. Unless you know, and, and it's going to be interesting if they postpone till the summer of 21, if, 
if the you know the qualification process like i, I just think of like the, the athletes at the truly yeah. Vista, right the training center like they're ready yep. to go off in a couple months now they gotta kind of like have to start over well, again. If, at least for them hope it's good that it's a couple months out because you can then you can start ramping down the training now right and and start getting into a build mode right um obviously like i was i'm as big of a fan as anybody of sam mattis right now one of the earth muscle guys yep I was, ready, I was ready for him to uncork one at right. trials. Right. But, but he's still, um, still probably get a chance, opportunity to do so. And I just got, yeah. who knows, maybe what, is, what would the math be? Maybe he's young. He's young. So 16, he'll 17 months training. Yeah. So, and then obviously the, the desert high performance crew, like they're, they might be the best. If you're, if you're watching this and you're not following the <laughs> high performance crew right now, get on. It's the best following Instagram right now. Right. What they have going on right now is it is fantastic with chase right. and nick um and duke dude yeah. <laughs> great follow right, right now right um well that's all i had for you today i'm getting the warning here that i think my, <laughs> i think my time's running out on uh on uh, zoom here yeah i uh, got you man you have any any parting thoughts or anything about it is so life? i'll just like you know? the, i've had to talk to a couple people about this it, it's everybody's going through this right now all going through it together. The people that are, that are going to be able to separate themselves are the ones that find a way to get some work done. Right. You're not going to be able to train at the way you wanted to. We are not in ideal conditions right now, but if you take, take time and get on YouTube and find those African kids that are making dumbbells out of car parts, right. there is a way to get work right. done. And the people that separate themselves are good. That, and you know, that are, have championship seasons in the fall or in the winter are the ones that are going to find a way to train through this and not wallow in pity during this time. Right. That's going to be, that's going to be the thing, you know, that's, uh, that's it. Well, I can't top that. I'm, I'm fortunate that I have a garage gym, so it's cool. That's right. We, we're, we're, we're very lucky down here that we assembled one that we usually use during the summer, but uh, a couple of hoodies and some thermals and we can still get some training in. So I know. Well, it's snowing up here. I don't know how it is down there. You got yeah, it's, uh, we, we, had, we had a nice little chunk of ice this morning. So, Gosh, it's crazy. End of the world, at least the weather's nice. Yeah, right. Well, on that thought, thanks, Matt, and we'll, uh, we'll touch base later, okay? All right. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Let's see here. Uh...